Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi with with a, a bit of of maybe one of my more human podcasts uh, that that I would say because I, I've I've been struggling with this concept for over a week and it's, it's by and large gone away. Um, but man, like I, I'm I'm just still struggling with this. I think at the end of the day, I made the right decision, and even in this instance knowing that I made the right decision doesn't help me out. It doesn't give me solace when normally I can, I can really bank on that. So obviously you can tell by the title of this podcast, this is about the moral high ground take two. And I, I've, I've talked about moral high ground dozens of times and I've talked about benefit of the doubt. And I believe that these two concepts are, are linked, but the important thing for me is the moral high ground is you just never know. You know, you, you could you could do the right thing. You can say the right thing. What you think in the time, and you're reacting well, but you end up not reacting well. And I've seen this sadly many times in my life where I think I was calm. I think I was rational. I think I took enough uh, time to contemplate to where this wasn't a reaction. This was a response, right? It was more targeted and more focused, only to find out that I I still rushed to do it or I still rushed to judgment, or I still rushed in some way, shape, or form that altered the way I should have seen it, or at a bare minimum, that I could have seen it. And so, I say all that to say this, is my brother, a phenomenal, phenomenal man named named Drew, has an ex-wife. And, you know, as, as far as ex-wives go, right, this isn't to say that all, all exes are bad. I have an ex-wife uh, who lives in North, North Carolina. Uh, you know, she, she and I don't talk much. We're, we're, we're exes. I don't have a bad thing to say about her and hopefully she about me. Um, but again, like this, it isn't confrontational. It's not adversarial. It's not antagonistic. Um, you know, maybe a lot of that is because we didn't have any kids together. So we're able to split completely and then go our, our separate ways. But my, my brother drew, um, has, has an ex, and like, even now, even now I don't want to use her real name or I was going to come up with a fake name for her and a fake name for her was going to be something rude, mean, right? Degrading type, type of stuff. So, um, we'll just call her Minnie, right? For like Minnie Mouse, right? So something completely safe and sweet that I like, but, but her name's Minnie. So, so she, she, my, my brother split, uh, she'd had an affair and then went, went about and did whatever. And my, my, you know, she left my brother when his two, his two girls were, were very, very young. And she is just an absolute piece of work and, uh, empty promises to my nieces and from relationship and marriage, you know, a couple different ways, couple different, just, just odd just odd through and through. And the whole time, the abandonment of my two amazing nieces is, has just been there. So much so that they don't even call her mom. You know, they just call her Minnie, you know, as far as that goes, because she's she's undeserving of that title. And, and it's crazy because Minnie and I haven't spoken since, uh, you know, she and my brother split probably right at like 20 years ago. And... So it was odd. So uh, a week ago, I was taking my son Ren into piano lessons, and I get a Facebook I get a Facebook message and a Facebook request from a name I didn't recognize, and the first name was was Minnie, but lots of people had Minnie, and I didn't recognize the the last name until I clicked on clicked on the message, and I realized that somebody was writing me, and I mentioned my, my brother, and then the sad news was, hey. Um, 
I've, I've got something in my brain. I'm going under the knife on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this isn't a conversation for me to tell my girls. Can you have your brother tell them? Uh, here's some pictures. Here's this, that, the, the other thing. And I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, and again, please don't judge me for this because at the end of the day, I am absolutely human, right? Just, just knowing that she's still around or can reach out and affect my family or at least talk to them just absolutely drives me crazy. And the fact that, that she reached out to me to do something, like I honestly couldn't believe it. If, it, if, if the roles were reversed, and again, if there was something wrong with me, this would be a very simple conversation with my children. But just tell them like, hey, dad, dad may be sick or like dad has to go have surgery for something in there. Or, you know, I get that it's that it's risky from everything that that she had said it was. So it was very, very odd. And I was sitting there crafting my response to her. And I sat there and I thought about it. And, um, you know, I, I kind of chewed on it for a, a few hours. And again, I wasn't necessarily upset, but I really wanted to tell her how I felt that she wasn't deserving of my niece's love. She wasn't deserving of their support. And that while I wouldn't wish, you know, ill health on anybody, right? I, I can only hope and pray that karma smacks her down on, on, on some level, right? And that's, and again, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that this is the, the human side of, of who Tim Pachesa is. And so I started writing my response. And so uh, she, Minnie had written me on Facebook Messenger and I was crafting this response on Facebook Messenger and I put it all together and I couldn't bring myself to hit send. I just couldn't do it. And like, like I, I'm, I'm well within my means to do this. She is deserving of the absolute hate that I was going to spew her way. And being like, even in my response... I, I was going to say some some very very bad things, and, but yeah, like like but yeah, at the same time during my response, I was going to say, "Hey, like you have robbed me of my presumed you know stance on being a very emotionally intelligent person, because if I were more emotionally intelligent, maybe I wouldn't have been responding that way." And so I, I just I just couldn't reconcile it for myself, and I and I talked to my wife about it, and I was looking for her counsel on whether I should send it or not to do this, that, or the other thing. So finally, what did I do? I reached out to my brother. And I said, hey man, um, hey, she hit me up. Turns out she wrote my my father uh, too. And you know, he's like, hey, you know, this various levels or varying levels of this have popped up th through the years with different health things here or there. And again, I don't know if it was a, could have in the past was a sympathy play. I don't know if, you know, what happened, what she wrote or her health was a part of any reality that was happening this week. Uh, you know, honestly, I have, have no idea, but I wrote him. So I said, Hey, you're, you're my brother. I love you. I love your daughters. Um, I was going to write and send this. I, I don't know how you felt about it, right? Whether you wanted me to or not, you know, do I create conversation? Do I create a situation that brings her back into our lives? And we start fighting over social media, which again, past, past me sending it, I never would have replied to her again. I just had to get that off my chest and that was my one thing. And then she could uh, live as long as she possibly could or died the next day. And I, I you know, it, it wouldn't have mattered to me. So I sent it to him and I'm, and I'm super thankful for my brother who just said, Hey, you, you don't have to send it. He's like, I appreciate it. You know, if you want block her, it's just not, not worth it. 
and I, I really appreciate it. So here it is. It's coming up on about a little over a week later and I, I, I haven't sent it. Um, I did send it to my brother and said, Hey, F <laughs> FYI, this is what I was going to send. And so he and I've had a, a pretty decent chuckle about it as, as far as that goes. But again, I'm, I'm only human. And so why did I, why did I decide to podcast about this is in my heart of hearts, I did the right thing, right? If, if Minnie truly is suffering, if she's going through a, a tough time in, in her life, does it matter what I would have said to her? Like what's, what's done is done. Would that have helped the situation in any way? Likely not, you know? And so, uh, as, as, as an emotionally intelligent human being, I get that. I understand that I can work with it. That said, um, I, I, I still want the satisfaction of sending it. And I don't know if I will ever be whole if I don't send it. And I'm trying to reconcile for myself what, what insecurity or immaturity is at play where I feel the need that I do need to lash out, where I do need to say that. Um, and again, like throughout this whole ordeal, and again, none of this is about me. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, like I've never had my day in court with her. I've never gotten to tell her how I feel or, you know, uh, you've never been able to articulate what she's done to her daughters with her abandonment and, and everything and just the empty promises time and time again. It's just, just an, an, an utter, utter failure to be a decent human being. So how much kindness do I need to afford a decent human being? You know, I don't, I don't know. And, and, and so, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people who take to TikTok uh, and do a lot of these videos and, and put them out there and, and then really air a whole lot of, of dirty laundry or just kind of, and again, just trying to, to speak to their listeners and followers and whoever that goes. And then maybe, maybe today, maybe in this instance, I am no better, right? Cause this isn't a profound leadership thought. Uh, this isn't something that, that maybe there's a takeaway for, for you to have from this other than I want you to know that like moral high ground is every bit as important as it needs to be when it comes to relationships between human beings. And if you're going to have any type of relationship with anybody, giving people benefit of the doubt, maintaining the moral high ground, making sure that you're doing what you can to help that relationship in some way. And so here though, in this moment, there's nothing that I would have said that, that, that would have helped out. It may have given me peace of mind. And maybe I have this question and maybe I'm questioning it because I haven't sent it. And, you know, if you've ever uh, read the book, Lincoln on Leadership by Donald T. Phillips, like when one of the stories goes in there that, that President Lincoln would be furious at his generals and write scathing letters just to get it off his chest and then never send them. And so he, he kind of did that whole thing. And, and that's, that's, I think, what I was looking to have happen from this. But I don't know if I'm there. Like, I, I don't know if I truly feel better. It's, it's a little bit funny but what I can say is I'm very thankful for my brother's input and for somebody else to help me maintain the moral high ground. Because as long as I'm questioning whether I did the right thing or whether I feel better, the antithesis is I might send that message via Facebook Messenger and prove specifically that maybe I don't feel good about it. 
that maybe that it is crippling and I could possibly regret something I could have said to somebody who could have possibly died of a few days later. Now, I haven't followed up to see if she survived surgery, which would have happened two days ago. Uh, I haven't even asked my brother follow-up stuff. But man, I, as a firm believer in moral high ground, you just have to stick to it. You have to maintain it. And as I tell people, until your dying day, never give up the moral high ground. Because it seems the instant you abandon the moral high ground, whatever conversation or conflict or problem you had at the time, the conversation stops being about that problem, conflict or conversation. And, and largely turns to your abandonment of the moral high ground. So even if you, you could have been right in what you were doing, but the way you went about it in the possibly the wrong way made you wrong overall, which, which a, a lot of people don't, don't see at the time or a lot of people like me, as I explained at the very beginning of this, sometimes even when I don't think I'm reacting emotionally or responding uh, unemotionally. Like even when I think I'm completely good, even a day or two later, I can look back and be like, man, that wasn't nearly as level-headed as I thought it was. And that's that's where a lot of this kind of, kind of, you know, where it bites us in the butt. So number one, adhere to that moral high ground. But then also I want to throw out there is, is I'm not being too hard on myself because I allow humanity in others. And had, had had a great talk with with a, with a teammate at work, and he and he was he was pretty upset about something he should have been pretty upset about, and we were we were having a conversation, and again, not that not not that he was yelling or or, or screaming at me, he got loud and, and and was very deliberate and very purposeful with the the words being used and and showing his dissatisfaction in what what was happening, and then you know when when I was explaining to somebody else later, I was like they're like oh well you know he had an, an emotional outburst then. I was like, no, it wasn't emotional. It was passionate, right? And so if you have passionate people, sometimes the, you know, uh, um, an unfortunate, perhaps, I'm not sure unfortunate is the right word, but an unfortunate byproduct of having passionate people is an emotional outburst from time to time. But again, I don't view it as, as emotional because I understand that it's rooted in passion. And we want passionate people in this world. People who are passionate about their jobs or passionate about their family and friends or passionate about helping others or passionate about their, their children. That's, that's, that's great. So a lot of the stuff that, and again, like you heard me talk just a couple days ago with that podcast, when I'm looking at pairs of words, right? But passion versus emotion. Right? One of those is for the most part positively skewed and one is negatively skewed, right? So like, are you being passionate or are you being emotional, right? Emotional has that negative connotation. And so, so throughout all this, you know, it's been interesting for me to give myself the grace of humanity and give myself the grace of, yes, you are human. You are emotionally intelligent a whole lot of the time, probably in the 90 plus percentile. Right, but you are a human being and you're a passionate human being. So sadly, from time to time, that passion in a negative sense is gonna rear its ugly head and knock you down a peg or two. And you know, and so I've I've learned because I have that, I probably wouldn't have had that for myself if I hadn't had all the great leadership opportunities that I've had where I've been able to allow, accept, and see the humanity in others when they're struggling or when they're they have a, a weak spot, I realize that they're just human beings and they're they're fallible. And so only probably in my 40s have I given myself the grace to be human as well. And so 
I really want to send that text messenger. Like I want to send that message over Facebook messenger. And I really want to hear to hear what's going on and I want to feel better about it. And, and I can feel better about it. And maybe there's a little bit of solace in knowing that I may be the most emotionally intelligent one, but if I were truly emotionally intelligent, would I have either a sent that to my brother or B, would we be able to laugh about it? Right. Do we feel that that's okay? You know, and so, so putting all the, all this together, it's just, it's just an interesting. So everybody listening here, again, maintain the moral high ground, give people benefit of the doubt. But, and, and if you're passionate, understand that sometimes your passion could rear its ugly head, possibly in the shape of emotion, but that's an amazing natural byproduct of having passionate people. And please allow grace in yourself and please allow grace in others for them to be human, to stumble, to fall, um, to know that they're not going to bat a thousand. They're going to strike out from time to time, but they're also going to step up to the plate and they're going to hit dingers and they're going to go yard again and again and again. But you can't smack them down for, you know, for failure of striking out because they'll never feel confident enough to step back up to the plate and swing away. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you for being cathartic for me and getting this off my chest. And sadly, like, holy shit, I actually feel better. You know, on a daily basis, I probably hound the people on social media just internally judging them for airing all their dirty laundry and sharing whatever they need to share with their followers and blah, blah, blah. Like it's insufferable. I can't stand it. But I'll be damned if I don't feel a lot better from getting to talk through this forever who may be listening. So thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the Cape Lead Podcast. Um, you know, find me on Instagram at Chachi Pachesa, at the Cape Lead Facebook page, on Twitter at Tim Pachesa. Leave a message for me there. You can email me, chachi at capelead.com, or you can text or call me, 602-621-0821. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your emotional intelligence. Uh, thank you for your moral high ground. And thanks for tuning in. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. See everybody. Cheers.